0: Super Bowl 50, Santa Clara, California, February 2016. Congratulations on their win to the Denver Broncos and Von Miller as the most valuable player of the Super Bowl.
1: Von Miller just so fast that they don't have the answer. It was Von Miller with the strip sack and Jackson with the recovery.
0: Wasn't it great to hear commentators using expressions like Manning, who is the Broncos quarterback, from the gun, when we only learnt about pistol plays just last week? It was great to know at least a little bit of what they were talking about when there were offensive team players and members of the special teams taking punts and the punt returners. It was interesting to see how they fitted into the game as kickoffs and turnovers. Punt returners' roles are so pivotal. They may only do the role once or twice a game, but if they miss it, then it's critical to that play and also may set the tone for the rest of the game. It made watching, for me, quite a bit more interesting than it would have been. I learnt about sacking. That's when the quarterback any other player who is acting as the passer in the play is tackled before being able to throw the ball. Von Miller, the Denver linebacker did it on several occasions and it was really impressive. He was credited with two and a half sacks and I was thinking how can you have half a sack? It turns out that a player will receive credit of half a sack when multiple players are involved in the actual sack
1: the pressure, nowhere to go, and Newton's down at the 22. Wolf and Miller both get to the quarterback.
0: Lady Gaga's national anthem, it gave me goosebumps. I really loved it and I've actually watched it several times. What a voice she has. comment would be about the Denver player Akib Talib, and how outside the guidelines his plays seemed to be. He received two fouls, one for unsportsmanlike conduct of taunting and another for a face mask tackle which, if you watch it, involved him flinging the player off the ground by his head. The player was understandably furious.
1: From right to left, you see Corey Brown gets a step on a keep to Tlaib. Really dangerous play.
0: I don't think that it resulted in an injury for that player. And Tlaib is quoted in the media as saying this about it. One I just did on purpose. You know, I just had to show him. It's probably going to be fine, but hey, we're world champs. The League fined him twenty six thousand forty four US dollars, which I doubt he'll even notice. There's been some talk about the players being ejected from the game if they incur two or more personal fouls. I guess we'll just have to wait and see in that regard. And yes, I have added what a foul is to the list of things to learn. But now on to this episode. Are you ready? Join me on the journey. And let's get started. Last episode we covered offensive and special teams so this week we'll get into defensive team positions. The defensive team start the play without possession of the ball and their objective is to prevent the other team from progressing the ball down the field and scoring. In addition they really want to force the offense to turn the ball over either by preventing them from getting yards, forcing a fumble making a play incomplete or getting an interception when a pass is thrown. So positions for the defensive teams are the defensive line made up of defensive tackles and defensive ends. There are usually two of each of these. And they line up at the middle of scrimmage directly opposite the center and other players on the offense. The tackles aim to stop any runs down the middle of the field and will also attempt to stop or sack the QB if they can get past the offensive line players. The defensive ends line up on either side of the tackles and they aim to stop running players down the outside of the line of scrimmage. They also will attempt to tackle the throwing player. The faster of the ends is put on the side of the quarterback's natural throwing arm, i.e. right-handed quarterback, right side. As the act of throwing causes the quarterback to be blindsided, and the defensive end can possibly use that to their advantage. Just a small point to note, the player that the movie The Blind Side was about, Michael Orr, played for the Carolina Panthers in Super Bowl 50. So next up in the defensive teams is the linebackers, and that is made up of middle or inside linebackers who line up behind the defensive line. There are usually three or four linebackers in each play. They have to be fast and very good tacklers to enable them to put pressure on both running and throwing players. They will try and rush the quarterback if they get the chance. One of these players may be required to call out defensive plays. Outside linebackers also commence plays from behind the defensive line, but their location varies widely depending on the requirements of the team and the method the coach is trying to employ. A linebacker can be responsible for covering the offensive tight end role. Depending on the opposition's quarterback, the right and left-hand side outside linebackers get different roles, including trying to rush the quarterback. Von Miller is an outside linebacker. He was very impressive and certainly gave the Panthers quarterback, Cam Newton, a lot of grief on the day. Miller and Newton went 1-2 and in the 2011 National Draft. I guess it's no surprise that they would line up on opposing sides in football's biggest day after that.
1: A meeting here of the first and second picks of the 2011 draft. Newton first, Miller second.
0: Next up is the defensive backs. And these are made up of cornerbacks, of which there is usually two and who are there to cover wide receivers of the offence. They look to intercept the thrown ball or tackle the player intended for the thrown pass to prevent them from catching it. The tackles can result in the wide receiver being forced out of bounds. Safeties, who line up furthest away from the line of scrimmage and help cornerback with deep passes or long passes. There can also be something called a nickelback, who are not just a great band, and a dimeback, and these players are bought in for extra thrown pass coverage. These require a lineman or linebacker to be removed from the team. It is a count of the number of defensive backs that are the origins of the names. If you'd like me to let you know why, tweet me at "This Journey is?" And I'll make sure I cover that next time. Defensive lineups are known by a number indicating the number of players within the formation. So for example, a 3-4 defence is where the first number is the number of linemen and the second number refers to the number of linebacks. These numbers don't include the defensive backs, the corners and the safeties, as there is always 11 players in a defensive team on the field. Okay, so I was thinking I would outline some of the more common plays and tackles, but initially I think it might be easier to name some of what can't be done, so the rest of the play is almost anything and everything else. So that brings us to penalties and fouls. It's important to note that the NCAA, high school and the NFL can have different penalties and fouls. They are similar but do vary from league to league. I'll be providing a general overview of some of the most common and generic fouls. To indicate a foul, there will be one or more yellow flags thrown onto the field by the umpires who will then confer before agreeing that the foul took place and signalling the penalty. These normally result in a penalty of yardage and can revert the offensive team back to having a first down, regardless of where they were up to in the series of plays. There are blocking fouls which encompass things like a block below the waist by either team or a block from the back above the waist. A tackle foul? Something like holding which varies offensive to defensive but means grabbing a player or his uniform or pulling a player who isn't carrying the ball but is blocking you or is attempting to get to the ball carrier. A player using hands to push, pull, or in any way impede a player by contact with their neck, head, or helmet. The face mask penalty, which involves grabbing the opponent's face mask, it has two levels of severity being just grabbing or grabbing and twisting, which results in a harsher penalty. Using a helmet. To lead a tackle with another player. For example, initiating contact with another player by helmet to helmet collision, which is known as spearing or targeting depending on the action. In some competition levels, tripping is a foul unless the player is the runner. There is a series of roughness plays that constitute a foul against runners. The long snapper and players who are outside the range of play or where the ball has gone dead. This would constitute things like excessively jumping on a pile when the ball has been called dead, tackling a player who is already out of bounds. And these can turn into personal fouls if officials feel that they are a conduct or safety related foul. Hence my comment previously about Akib Tlaib, both of his infractions were personal fouls. And this leads me to unsportsmanlike conduct by either a player, a coach, and very occasionally a spectator, will result in a foul. From what I have read, unsportsmanlike conduct is defined as including verbal abuse of officials and taunting which since 2004 in the NFL has included any prolonged and premeditated celebrations by players. There are some sideline fouls that are common in most sports and include things like infringing on the boundary line, too many players on the field, coming onto the field before being allowed to, and so on. So that's a bit of an overview of penalties and fouls as you can imagine there's a number of technical aspects to these actions so it's time for this episode's lingo recap last episode i mentioned we'd find out what sacking was and turnovers too certainly von miller gave a clinic in what sacks were this super bowl so a sack is when a defensive player tackles the quarterback behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of yardage, meaning pushing him back towards his own goal line. That would be recorded as a sack. There can be a stat recorded as half a sack if two or more players are involved in and are responsible for the quarterback being sacked. A turnover is when the team with the ball loses possession without kicking it. The two main events that are turnovers are fumbles or accidental loss of the ball, or an interception, which is when a pass to an offensive player is intercepted by a defensive player by catching the ball themselves. They can then run with the ball or stop, and the offensive team loses a down. The defensive player can also punch or knock the ball away from the offensive player or tackle them to prevent them catching it and this is known as an incomplete pass. It won't automatically result as a turnover depending on the number of downs. Defensive line and linebackers who are members of the defensive team and do what they can to stop runners and intercept the balls being passed. Defensive backs, such as the corners, safeties and nickel and dime backs, used in various formations to defend their end zone. Penalties, also known as fouls, when players break the rules of the game. Now it's time for mascot of the episode. And this episode's mascot is Thunder, who cheers on the Denver Broncos and was at Super Bowl 50 to see his team win. Thunder is a purebred Arabian gelding, and following every Denver Broncos touchdown, Thunder canters from one end zone to the other. The original Thunder served as the Broncos mascot for 11 years before retiring real name JB Kobask, Thunder debuted in September 1999. The current Thunder is trained and ridden by Anne Judge Wegener. They also have a kid's mascot called Miles, who has been around since January 1999. He has his own Twitter account, at 5280 Miles, and really seems to enjoy all of his social media interactions. Last thing football related for this episode is that I was made aware of a very cool Gatorade commercial that combines both NFL and AFL, Australian rules football, and stars Cam Newton, the Carolina Panthers quarterback, and his visit to a team called the Richmond Tigers in Victoria, Australia and him getting an understanding of the Australian game. I heard about this ad on a terrific podcast that I found recently called The NFL on the Greenfield Post, also known as In the Pocket. These guys have NFL in their DNA and really have fun too, so they are good for a laugh. I'll put a link to both the ad and the other podcast in the show notes. But have a listen to this for a cool treat
1: in order for us as athletes to stay on top of our game we always have to do something to stimulate our mind to stimulate our body to stay in shape and that's pretty much why i'm here nfl royalty joins us cam
0: how familiar are
1: you with that great game afl as a whole is is a very cool sport i can honestly say i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> you know i look forward to learning something new that could benefit me and my sport as well how you doing Having someone like Cam out to see the game, he knew nothing of it. Been around a little while, and never really uh, been fortunate enough to have a, a superstar like Cam Newton come through. Hey! Basically you want to get this point, hit the ground, so i just come straight back to you. Not hey. Bad. Hey. Not bad. Hey. hey! That wasn't right. Why does it do that? What am I doing? Torn, 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 like, your yeah, foot. Frustrating. You can't just be good at something on the first try. You know, it takes practice. So many people don't know my story. Yeah, I struggled. Yeah, I failed. Yeah, I've wanted things that didn't get it. Yeah, I, you know, I had times where I, I just wasn't good enough. But that's what made me stronger, though. Why am I doing this? I uh, work hard, bust my ass to try to become the best player. What are you doing? It's doing great. Just come. Oh yeah, I got you. God! So we'll just show what we're gonna do now. It didn't come naturally to him, but I saw him. He was starting to show some form. He got out there today and he was actually hitting a target. He was really focused on getting it right. He just wanted to keep competing, which is what our young guys want to do. That's what makes him a top-class athlete. So much of AFL is accuracy, and that's my biggest challenge. I have to be more consistent and disciplined in my sport as well. Everybody has 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with George that's going to achieve what you want?
0: So on now to the second journey that we're taking, which is the beginner's podcasting journey. Good things actually this week. Initially, I was experiencing all sorts of frustrations with iTunes and it not wanting to work on my version of Windows. I lost count of how many times I downloaded it and then uninstalled it. I tried numerous fixes that I read about online, but none of them worked. Fortunately, I've been able to co-opt someone with a more up-to-date version of Windows to download it for me and I've submitted my RSS feed today. The next week should be interesting to see if Apple will accept my podcast and then, if they do, if some more of you lovely persons will listen to it. Also this week, I redid some parts of episode two, just wanting to modify some of the information. Fortunately, I was removing pieces rather than adding anything new. It was reasonably easy and then I just re-uploaded the MP3 to SoundCloud. I also got a new logo this week. Much nicer than the previous PowerPoint mock-up that I had made. It has, for the most part, updated for both Episode 1 and 2. I used a free stock photo and then put my own text on it. Hopefully it shows up well for you too. If you want to be in touch, please don't hesitate. The contact details are email. This journey is at gmail.com, Twitter at thisjourneyis, and the website is thisjourneyis.wordpress.com. Hopefully you got to watch the Super Bowl, or at least some football this week. I went back and watched the Friday Night Lights movie, and feel that I got a lot more of the game tension and general movie enjoyment because I was able to understand more. That is, after all, what the journey is about. For now, that's all from me. Take care and goodbye from This Journey Is.
1: Everybody has 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with stories that's going to achieve what you want?